two and two and one. Oh, shucks, I can't dance. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Open Gov, a podcast dedicated to telling the stories about what open government and open data look like. Here are your hosts, Richard Pietro and Derek Alton. Ni hao to another episode of Stories from the Open Gov. We are live at the Code for America Summit in Arlington, Virginia, and this is going to be a quick dispatch with Amanda Ranteria, the CEO of Code for America. Let's give Amanda a stellar welcome. Hello, <laughs> And uh, Amanda, I've got good news for you. Nope. Uh, first, you can sort of breathe. <laughs> the, the event's almost done, essentially, for you. I need a, I need a bottle of champagne, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you were already a friend of the podcast, but you are now officially part of our three-timers club. So I want a jacket. What do I get? <laughs> you can put it on your LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. It's going to carry you real far. We're All working on cool. NFTs right now. For <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Ryan Coe told us in our hype episode uh, leading to the event that this event meant a lot to you guys because it was the first live event in such a long time. And for him and for you, it was actually your first <laughs> live event for Code for America. So yeah, how did it go? I um, I am more proud and excited than I imagined I would be um, for so many different reasons. You know, when we first said we were going to do this, we had no idea what the world would be like. We had no idea if we were going to actually be able to go through with it. And even throughout it, we went back and forth on it. And um, even as we started the program, you know, we started with the realities of what the world is going through today acknowledging Ukraine, acknowledging mm -hmm. what happened in Buffalo, New York, and Laguna Woods, California, and the pandemic. And this for me, and I think for so many of the folks who were in the room, it was a space of possibility. It was a space of seeing hope and what is the potential of what we can do. And I think uh, I ended my close with saying, gosh, this is what I needed. This is what we needed. And the reality is it's been a long time since I felt that energy really anywhere. But to feel a part of this community and to be in, in many ways welcomed because I did this for the first time as CEO and yet in some ways to be welcomed a bit back home because I did live in D.C. for nine years and saw what was p possible in government here. And so, um, yeah, I just I'm excited. I'm really excited about the future that we can have and leave with so much inspiration and hope for you know, what is possible today. I think it's fair to say that, especially a person like Derek, uh, <laughs> like, but even everyone in this community has just been jonesing for, it's been for a life. Yeah. So I've been so desperate. I was saying in an earlier version of, of earlier podcast that it has been so nice to get out of my parents' basement <laughs> and, and actually just be with people again and be yeah. in community physically yeah. together. Uh, it's been incredible. Yeah, and that's the history of Code for America. So this was the Code for America Summit was about a convening. And it's always been about the convening of getting people together who share ideas and brainstorm. Um, that's part of what we keep saying. It's not really about Code for America. It's the broader ecosystem. Um, and you could feel it. You could see it. It's the hallway conversations, right? Your play-by-play -play was a perfect addition to the play-by-play, -play, this live production, mm. this live conversation, to capture that in real time for us, not just the pictures and the videos at the end of it and what's on Instagram, but really being able to have this kind of dialogue capturing it. I, I got to say real fast, the, um, your team has been tremendous in allowing us Absolutely. access, 
working with us. And, and I think one of the great parts, like you mentioned, like everyone being in the same room, we are a community of collaborators. Yeah. And there's <laughs> so much that Zoom can do, but for the most part, can't do. And I think you, you talked a little bit in a previous episode, there's been studies about synchronicity and yes, so on. Yeah. And I think we're hoping, well, let me ask you a question. All right. What do you hope to come out of the Code for America Summit? Yeah, one is truly this idea of um, the potential that we can really change the world together, that we all need to still have hope and belief, and this is the kind of community and talent um, who has seen it on the front lines, particularly in the pandemic. We often hear about how tough it was on government, but there were amazing stories of people coming together and doing some real changes in the way they the way they operate, in the way they think, in the way they believe, in the way they help others. And I think that was a really important grounding for everyone here because we have been away. So it's a little bit of catching up, like, what did you do? How did you jump in? Um, but it's also um, a sense that we need to not just be in crisis mode, but how do we start to make this as lasting change where we really, truly are ready for, frankly, a more uncertain world, but finding not only the possibility in it, but also the joy and connection in it when we've all been so disconnected. And so some of it is about a feeling, and some of it is about an actual possibility of what we can do um, in all of our daily work, too. I completely agree with that. I mean, one of the things I'm, I've, I've been really interested in for a while is how do we take the energy that comes from being together in an event, in a summit, and keep that energy moving forward? So I guess the question I have in many ways is like, practically, what, what's next? Yeah. How do we keep this energy going? What does Code for America have planned to continue this forward? Yeah. Well, we have our Brigade Congress and National Day of uh, Civic Hacking at the end of the year. And so there's always sort of a six month. Um, But we also now have some tangible safety net innovation lab that folks heard about today where we're really launching a multi, well, it's a cohort effort using, working with a couple of states in a multi-year effort to truly transform the safety net. And as we kept saying all this entire couple of days is it's not just about Code for America, but in order to truly transform a government system like that is going to require require all of our partners in the room too. Those who are working on policy, those who are working on phone banks, those who are working on the technolo- technology behind the scenes and tech talent in order to get into government. And so part of it is like the work actually doesn't stop. And in fact, we just named it, not only in the issue areas, but also in the kind of talent and perspectives we want to bring. A lot of discussions around equity and lived experience and seeing that right now we have an opening to try and bring those things in a different way to government and the folks in the room are coming from different places and everyone goes back to the city and the county or the country where they have these stories. But there's a piece of what we've all missed at Code for America when we come together in the summit is this is the place we get to tell those stories and also get to lay claim to what is next. And that for us was really an important moment to talk about lasting change and how do we do this in a real effort. The Okay, we gotta give context to our audience here real fast. Amanda is extraordinarily accomplished both with the small G government and big G government. She's been involved with political campaigns and also worked very closely with the chief of staff for the um, governor of California. My, oh, you were the chief? I was uh, the chief of operations for the Department of Justice in California. There you go. Yeah. So I'm curious to ask you, we're in that transition <laughs> moving forward together. What are you seeing both with the small G government and big G government that gives you hope moving forward? Because there's a lot of people out there that look at government and like, I don't know. Yeah, anyone that was here 
could hear the stories of what people are doing and whether it's Bexar County or whether it's um, the state of Utah who is clearing automatic records through the use of technology, 500,000 by coding and having data matching, right? Or you're hearing about what was going on in the front lines of the child tax credit when Gene Sperling, who's running the American Rescue Plan, says we, nev- we didn't know we could do this and we actually did reduce child poverty by not just policy, but by implementation of that policy in a way that actually reached people who had never been reached before. And we can actually quantify that and understand what we did. And so for me, um, hope is actually quantified. (laughs) You could see the outcomes of what happened in the pandemic. Now, what scares me is, was that just a moment in time? Or do we have the ability, the ecosystem to actually make sure it lasts? I I think one of the things that was my biggest um, takeaway or, or moment from today's summit was actually was in a session this morning. And it was these four people talking about how much they loved what they were doing. Yeah. And it was just this emotion. You don't usually, yeah. when you talk about public service and providing services, you don't talk about love. Yeah. But it was just like they love, it was love for the work they're doing, love for the people they're working with. Yeah. And it's just this emotion. I'm like, man, this needs to be, every- like people, when they think of government, they don't think about yeah. emotion. They don't think, and they definitely don't think about love. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and it was just, but it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was this incredibly yeah. beautiful moment. I'm like, yes, this, we need yeah. this everywhere that people realize that people who work in government, they work in government because they love yeah. what they love helping people. That's right. And it was just such a beautiful moment. So that in some ways, the yeah. thing I'm curious about is like, how do we, how, one, That's how do we tell fantastic. the story? How do we get this out there? That yeah. the people who work in government, there's so many of us who love people yes. and we want our work to help people. And it's a, an emotional connection as much as a practical action. But how do we then grow it and sustain it? Because there's so much right now that the world's a scary place. And, and that, how do we bring that hope, that light, that love, that emotion from this and out into the world beyond all the people who are here? is we need to expand the circle, right? So you heard a lot about you can't build a government without actually everyone at the table. And I think when you hear folks who are in public service and you actually hear what it feels like to work in government and to fall in love with it, when you actually hear what it feels like when a client says, thank you for treating me with dignity and respect and for welcoming me or helping me in this moment that I needed government and government was the only thing there, now here is where I am because of that. That kind of story, inspiration, and the individual humanity that you get to see Um, that really is the stories we need to keep telling because so much of what we hear right now is how it doesn't work or how things are stuck. And I got to say, you know, when I looked out in the room and you saw folks who were here because they believed in what was possible, that's the part that I haven't been around in a really long time. And if you just look at the world, it's easy to figure out, like, what do we believe in now? And we believe in those stories, right? The stories of love, that's real. We believe in the stories of you can actually make a difference and help somebody and you can see and feel that. And so um, I do think we need to do a much better job at telling the story of being as being not only technical, but emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things I said when I joined, joined Code for America was how do we create a government with heart? That means love is at the center, humanity is at the center. How do we bring that again? to where government, where people feel like government sees them and cares about them. It's wonderful. We got to wrap it up because you have to go to your next <laughs> undertaking. I say you're almost ready to breathe, but it's, it was wonderful to have Alicia Menendez interview yeah. you during one of the <laughs> keynotes. If, if anyone can help you get the stories out there about the That's good right. things coming out of government, That's not right. just the catastrophes and the scandals, 
hopefully hopefully Alicia will be one of your allies That's right. moving forward. So uh, I want to thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us. Any sort of parting words or where to reach you or anything along those lines? Yeah, I mean, you can follow um, me on Twitter at, Am at Amanda Renteria. You can follow us at Code for America. Um, I think this is going to be a really important year for the civic tech community, and we need everyone to amplify these stories to that point. And so I just want to thank you for being here and a part of my first Code for America in person uh, in D.C. Um, so much more to come. It's just the beginning, and it's awesome to be with you guys. Thank you so much. Is there anything parting thoughts there, Derek? I mean, just the the glow and the energy and the emotion of the summit. I'm just, how do we keep this going? It's the big thing that's there in my head. And, and all the friendships. Like, I met so many amazing people. Yeah. How do we keep in touch? And, and that's something I'm, I'm taking away from this. So thank you for creating the space. For all me. right. Thank Woo! you, Amanda. <laughs> Woo! So uh, as usual, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, let's make it open. You have been listening to Stories from the Open Gov. If you enjoyed the episode, please like, subscribe, and share. Let us know in the comments if there are topics, stories, or people you would like us to profile. Otherwise, you can contact Richard and Derek on their Twitter, at Richard Pietro and at Derek Alton. Thank you for listening.